Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The energy and passion he brings to the game is something I think that's contagious. Intercepted by Lorenzo Alexander. Now he laterals to a keep to lead. You talk about a great pro that you wish every one of your players would emulate. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Welcome back to the show. As you heard, Lorenzo Alexander is here. And now we get a chance to dive into what we saw over the weekend with Zoe. Um, look, Zoe, at first half, I didn't expect from the Cardinals offensively. They get a 20 0 Yeah, lead. yeah. Defense looked you know, pretty similar to what it did in the first game against the Commanders. Second half, what went wrong in the second half? Because it felt like everything that had to did. Did, right. And I, and I, I want to start off on a positive note, man. Okay. I, does anybody have a time machine? You know, I would love to be able to jump in a time machine, go about, mm, I probably need about eight years younger. 32 is probably a good year for me. Okay. And play with Dennis Gardeck. <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh, man. I watch him play. It's, it is so, it's fun. It's That's just fun cool. to see a dude out there. Hair on fire, literally hair on fire, running around, getting his opportunity and making a uh, making a name for himself, right, as a defensive player that started on special teams. And I had a chance to talk talk with him uh, last week when I saw him. He came out to one of our games, actually, with the Cardinals. Um, and he was like, man, I just feel so awkward, man, because I'm not on all the special teams. I said, man, hey, man, just embrace this moment, man. Because <laughs> it's fun to watch you. And he was still trying to be humble. I said, dude, it's fun to watch you play. I mean, he obviously he's getting some sacks, but just his hustle. I mean, one play kind of got jumbled up. He literally pushed Zayvon Collins out of the way. Zayvon falls on his face and then he sprints to jump in on the tackle. And just seeing that type of enthusiasm, that's why I think their defense is playing above, right? Because you see a guy like that, I have to step my game up. I have to be physical. I have to uh, run to the football. I have to do my job. And I just want to just give a shout out to him because I know he's not going to get so cool, the so. national attention that he deserves. But watching him, it, it, it's, it's, it's really inspiring. So I uh, just want to start off with that. Now, well, hold on. One thing on Gardeck real yeah, quick, yeah. just because, you know, the way your career went and, and what he has had to do, like, it feels like he's had to prove himself over and over again. And then it kind of felt like, okay, he's proven That's himself. That's the National Football League. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But when you switch coaches, don't you have to do it even more in his position? Uh, you have to do that every year. Yeah. Especially a guy that comes in undrafted the way he did, a special teams guy where he's not expected to be on the team. You have to prove yourself. And it's not every year. It's, it's every Week? day. Yeah. Yes. Every day. Yes. And the guy that every day, and I'm, and I'm serious. I mean, people don't really understand what it's like to be in a locker room and literally see a guy that was there yesterday gone the next and then that locker is then to somebody else and then the next day it could be to somebody else. Like when Steve Kahn was here, he was known for rotating that bottom five, right? Yep. Guys like Dennis was really close to that bottom five, right? Yeah. And so you have to show up every single day and give it all that you have and be invested every single day. But to see him finally get his opportunity from a defensive perspective as well is just cool. And he's the same dude. Humble, hungry, eating every day. He don't care who lines up in front of him. And if you ain't on board, you better get out of my way because I'm trying to get to this football and hunt cats up. And so just a lot of respect for the way he plays the game. And that's the culture that they're trying to create, right? They want everybody, regardless of your talent and your ability, they want you to play like that. If you play like that, 
you're going to win a lot of football games and be in those type of games. Now, what happened in the second half, right? Again, what I saw in the first the first game, a lot of people on the back end running free. But unlike against Sam Holland and the commanders, um, they were able to find and exploit that with Daniel Jones and, and the Giants receivers. And that's what really led to the demise, those big explosive plays, which is one of the another cardinal sins as a defense that you don't want to give up because it's really hard to overcome. And then you couple that with the offense inability to be consistently um, um, efficient, right? So you saw them come out, respond, downhill, running hard. James Conner, 53, K- Trey Counter, just, just nasty down the hill, just physical, right? Boom, score. And then after that, they lost their ability to execute. So you, then you was playing behind the sticks, people jumping off sides, right? Negative plays, people missing blocks, right? And then the Giants are executing. So it doesn't take long to lose that lead and it was between the explosive plays and the inability to be consistently consistent on offense as far as blocks and being disciplined pre-snap that I think ultimately led to the nuts. So nothing huge or significant, just doing your job, right? Knowing where you need to be at really cost them. You know, it's interesting just listening to you, of course, uh, summarize everything that happened right there. It, it makes me think of Buda Baker. And uh, what do you think? What kind of difference would Buda Baker I mean, have made? I, right. I mean, he's a, a another version, a different version of Dennis, right? He's uberly talented and plays just as hard as as the next man next to him. And so I think he would have galvanized, maybe was been, been able to stop the bleeding, a little sooner, right? Hey, man, what's going That's on? Let's get to, let's get this, too, let's so. get together. Let's figure this thing out, um, or just make a play because he can make. He's a playmaker, so I think he would have been able to stop it. And sometimes you need a guy, and you don't have a leader back there. You have maybe some younger guys or guys who have never been in a leadership role where they where they're able to vocalize it. Because sometimes you got to say something, <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta say something. Yeah, sometimes so, you do. And so maybe they didn't have that. Um, that ability and I would assume Buddha was on the sideline but sometimes when you're not playing you feel like you can't interject yourself and so hopefully when you see that and maybe this is a growing experience for him too hey I gotta say something I'm watching this man let me galvanize these dudes right now hey we gotta get on the same page what, what are we seeing we had the same thing happen last week this can't become a trend so let's get this thing right right over communicate because these that's the biggest thing that typically happens when there's a lack of communication. Um, and now I think on that big one, I, they motioned out to like empty. They made a check. And I don't know if everybody got it. It's just that's what it looks like. So you have to over communicate, especially when you have a lot of new faces, yep. young guys out there that haven't played. Going this week, you know, you signed a guy off a practice squad from the Niners that's new, that may, may play. I don't know how much, but you have to over communicate. And it really starts. It really started Monday. Watching film together as a defensive back group, staying a little bit longer so that we can say, hey, when we see this, this is what we're going to say. This is how I'm going to play it. This is what I'm, the look I'm going to give. And you have to go above and beyond what just the, the, the coordinators or the established meetings are. But as a unit, really watch it because that's, this is something glaring that you have to be able to remove because everybody's going to exploit it. It's a passing league, and that's the last thing you want to give up is the big chunk passes. One of the the biggest, uh, at least one of my biggest takeaways in that game ended, though, was it just felt like a missed opportunity. And you look at all everything they're trying to build as far as culture and buy-in and attention to detail and accountability. And I'm not saying that all goes away now, but yeah. it just it, 
how much would it have helped the coaching staff to be able to say, look, you guys are doing all this. We're one and one and we could be two and oh, as opposed to we're coming off now a gut wrenching loss. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's always better to, to learn in a win versus learning in a loss. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just easier because you feel good. You were receptive. Um, and so you, you start to struggle a little bit, but I think it's still early enough in the season, the leadership on this team, right? Still a lot of young guys. Things are looking better, just the result, you know, is different. So you have to really trust the process, trust, trust what they're teaching in the, in the culture, because you can see this football team's different, but they still have to work on the little things, especially on the offensive side, which has been an Achilles heel with the, the jumping off sides, you know, for the last four or five years. And those are the things yeah. that you cannot – this league is too hard. It's already hard enough to win. You can't beat yourself, right? And a yep. couple of those drives, it's third and six. Now we look up, it's third and 15. I mean, there's really no call for that. And they don't have really the playmakers to go out there. Oh, just throw it to D-Hop. Oh, throw it up to Larry. Right? They don't, they don't really have that guy right now to do that. And so you have to play sound, uh, disciplined football. Um, when you're, especially when you're talented, maybe a little below the standard as far as being having an elite guy. I just got to ask you this quickly right here. JG stepped up and took full, full, he was so accountable. I loved it. He said, you know, this is, this is on us. We got out coached in this game. For me, many times that's code for, you know what, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fall on the sword for my guys right, right here. As a former player, I can't stand that. You right. Know, you call, <laughs> yeah, you right. call the play coach right. and I'll do yeah. it. I'll yeah. do it. I'll right. execute it. Right. I, you know, the whole out coach thing, everyone loves to point to that and say that was the reason why. And yeah. I do give them credit for getting up in front of the world and saying, you know what, yeah, this is, we got out coached. Yeah. On this. I don't. I don't. But think it that's offends the case. me as a former player. Well, I don't think, and I don't think that's the case. And he's probably being uh, critical of himself, and and maybe they could have made a couple of adjustments, or uh, you know, maybe Game ran a play action maybe. a little bit better, right? But they couldn't. They couldn't run the ball after after that first drive. Um, the Giants made an assertive effort. Hey, we're we're about to play single high. Bring a guy up, yep. and you can see their intensity of the Giants shift now. As a Cardinals player, you need to rise your game up. You got to make those blocks regardless because that's that's the ultimate sign of a football team. Can can I still execute when the other team knows what's going on? Because believe yes. me, I've been on a defense yes. where we all knew. I, I remember this until the day I die. The the Saints, I think it was 2017. They ran the ball 22 straight times against our defense, and we could not. Stop it. Knew it was exactly what's coming. They run it right here. They run it right here. Four or five yards a pop. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter, right? Yeah. So you have to develop that, right? They, Yeah, of course they know what you're doing. You're up by three touchdowns. You got James Conner, and it shouldn't matter. Yes. Get on your block, win your one-on-one matchup, and let him get four or five yards. Maybe you don't have a big explosion play, but I'm we're going to move these sticks, right? And then when you get in third and three, Third and five. You can't jump off sides, right? Because you, you slow up the momentum. And so I understand why you say that, because maybe there's a couple of plays in there as a coach I may change. But players have to execute because that game was there to be won, right? It had nothing yep. to do with coaching. Had a, had a lack of responsibility on the players executing what was called. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals and now what the task is in front of them, is there a way for them to pull off a pretty big upset against the Cowboys on Sunday? We'll get into that next. The lowdown continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
Arizona Sports. Here we go, fellas! 15-year NFL veteran, Lorenzo Alexander, joins Wolf and Luke. A guy who epitomizes class, integrity, and is a true gentleman. The Lowdown. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke, and it is the lowdown on a Wednesday. Lorenzo Alexander in studio here as we look ahead now, Zoe, to this Sunday coming up and the Dallas Cowboys. And we obviously all had them in our top five earlier. It's kind of unavoidable with what they have done. Is there a way? Is there a path here for the Cardinals to to pull off an upset? I know it would be a big upset. I haven't looked at the line. I'm sure it's not kind to the Cardinals. Big play on special teams. Maybe a return. Probably three or four turnovers. you got to equal whatever that defense is, is going to do potentially to the Cardinals offense. So I guess I say they got to protect the football, take it away, and find like a special play somewhere. Maybe it's a, a couple of shots like we saw with the Giants last week, a special teams play, maybe a block punt. Just something that's going to energize and shift the game because this Dallas defense is, I mean, just on another level right now the way they're playing. And so you have to overcome them. I mean, they're scoring points on defense. So yeah. <laughs> um, you're not just worried about their offense scoring. You're worried about their defense scoring. And, and it, it just is what it is, which we've seen for the first two weeks. And, you know, people were all, you know, ups and up in arms the first week when they were dinking and dunking. I mean, you're going to see something very similar game plan because, you know, you got Lawrence, you got Micah Parsons. It's going to be, hey, let's get these dudes running sideways, get the ball, max protection. It's not going to look. It's not going to be pretty, yeah. right? So you got to you got to make this game ugly, physical. Don't try to drop back and put it in Dobbs' hands, right? Run the ball, James Counter. Like I said, I would always run at Micah, put double team him, yeah, right. Make him work. Don't run away from him because he's too athletic. Yeah, he no, gonna chase everything you. down, yeah. wrap it up, <laughs> run it right at him, make him point and cut. And hey, you two dudes block him. Maybe you three guys <laughs> block him. This <laughs> side of the team. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever that looks like. But you have to make the game physical. Get him kind of maybe off his game early, right? Uh, I think guys oftentimes try to make that splash play. But if you can maybe hit a guy in the mouth early, double team him, knock him off the ball, have a couple of good successful plays running his side. Then you come back with some play action. You can kind of get the the ball rolling, but you definitely got to clean up the, the the jumping off sides, and then defensively, um, obviously Dallas hasn't their offense hasn't been able or hasn't had to do anything really. Yeah. Um, but obviously Pollard yeah. is still explosive, and C.D. Lamb um, is explosive as well, and you cannot allow them to have any explosive plays. You yeah. have to keep them in front of you and really make Dak and this offense do something. Right and be, sustain a drive, and so I think they have enough defensively to, to potentially do that. But they have to fix it, especially on the back end. Do you think there's ever going to be a day where Micah Parsons will change the game of football the way that Lawrence Taylor changed the game of football? I, I mean, he's doing that now. We're watching. I mean, do you it. think people will be looking for a Micah Parsons? Yeah, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Too. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's the, the new era of the outside linebacker rush-in type of guy. I mean, I think 
LT changed the game in that, and then you've had guys that are very similar to that. You know, whether it's Vaughn or they were all Demarcus, always looking for that guy that's like a linebacker type, but they really just rush the passer and just right. create havoc, right? Yep. And we've had those guys here and there throughout it. I think Micah's just the the next in line of that lineage that LT created. That is just extremely impressive to watch how big he is, how fast he is, how um, um, instinctual he plays. Um, he's just everywhere all the time. And so it's a guy that you have to know where he lines up at. And what I like about Dallas, they just don't put him on the left side or put him on the right, right. side. They'll put him in the middle, you know, over they one of your guards. They move him around. So you really never know. Who's going to get that work? And that's probably one of the most um, uh, fearful things probably as an offensive lineman because normally you can walk <laughs> in the game away. Right tackle, man. You got to worry about him this week. <laughs> I, I don't got to worry no, about him. Have a great day. Well, that we was like ch- right. LT. Yeah. You knew where LT was going right, to be. He's yeah. going to line up yeah. as the right defensive end. Right. For- for the defense, mm-hmm. he was going to line up over that left tackle. Yeah. You knew where LT was going to be, so you knew all week the left yeah. tackle was going to. The left tackle work. knew too, yeah. and it made it maybe a little bit easier. Even that just shows you how dominant LT was, right? But you you could you can chip it in, right? You can yeah. keep it tight in. But when yeah. he comes down to that inside, okay, how do we how do we attack him? I don't know where he's going to be at. Who's going to be the chip, right? Are we going to slide the protection to him? Well, we got to worry about Demarcus Lawrence too. We got to worry about these other tackles. So it creates when the coordinator has the ability to move him and is willing to do that, and he's willing to do that and can produce anywhere, whether it's at D tackle by alignment or edge. It's it's really hard, and that's why he's so productive because you just you can't dial up a scheme to stop him because he's everywhere, you know. All at once, it feels like sometimes. He's basically two players, isn't he? I mean, he's like, you move him to the inside, he's a different player. Move him to the out. It, it, there's not, uh, you would know better than me on this, but I don't see a lot of other defensive players around the league right now where you're like, oh, okay, that guy's basically doing two jobs every week or, or more, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's, they just do a good job of finding ways to exploit the weaknesses of that offensive line in their protections. And if that means move, moving Micah over center, they'll do that. That means putting him at the left or right guard over as ta- as a tackle, they'll do that. And so he's he's an end, like on first and second down, but on that third down package, you just don't know where he may be. And yeah. it causes a lot of issues for guys because you don't know how to slide the protection from, from one third down to the next. I'm wondering how many max protections we might actually see from the Arizona Cardinals. I better mean, dial it up. Look, if you're going to take shots, and I right. think you have to still do that. I think yeah, yeah, be, yeah. I think it would be a mistake not to take your shots. Now they've got to be. They've got to be these. They've they've got it's got to be a situation where you uh, you pick your spots as right, to where right. you're going to do it. You just can't yeah. do it willy nilly. Of course, you got to pick your spots, but. You know, I think, man, go max protection and let Hollywood try to run by somebody. Yeah, that helps. And that's why the run game is so important, because then you create some indecision, especially if it's, you know, second and five, second and four. Are they are they going to run it or take a shot? They've had success running the ball. And it's the one right. thing they don't do great yeah. defensively Right, stop the run. Yeah, and so if you can create a little bit of hesitation, and that's all you need sometimes. Okay, I got the extra click. I can get the ball off. Maybe I'm getting hit still, but at least I'm getting the ball off yeah. versus taking a sack or a strip fumble, yep. and he's impacting the play more than it needs to be. So those are like the little things, like the game within the game that, 
that matter, play calling matter, being effective, right? Oh, they just ran a, a, a inside zone for three. Man, can we pass for three yards? Can we pass the ball? No, no, no. That's setting Micah up. So when they, he sees that same look, now he thinks it's nope. It's a it's a pass, right? Or no, it's a boot. So you have to keep guys off schedule, but you got to stay ahead of the chains as an offense while you're doing that. Yep. Join Burns and Gambo this Friday at Sanderson Ford as they will be giving you your last chance to win a road trip. See the Cardinals in San Francisco. Be among the first 50 fans to arrive and you will receive an exclusive limited edition State 48 Dawn of a New Era t-shirt. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details. When we come back, we got Zoe for one more segment. So we're going to try and figure out how the Cardinals can potentially come up with something to replace Buda Baker for at least the next four weeks. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The energy and passion he brings to the game is something I think that's contagious. Intercepted by Lorenzo Alexander. Now he laterals to a keep to leave. When you talk about a great pro that you wish every one of your players would emulate. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. We get Zoe for one more segment here. So I want to get into the injuries that the defense is dealing with, Zoe, and, and specifically Buddha. I know we talked about him briefly earlier, um, but it, it it's not just what he does on the field in terms of leadership on a team like this. Mm-hmm. Wolf and I were talking yesterday, like Kaiser White, you know, seems like he's a pretty strong leader. You know, Zayvon Collins, it's not like they don't have anybody else that knows how to lead. But Buda Baker's different. So right. mid-season, how do you replace something like that in the room? I mean, you don't replace him you can't replace him and it, he'll still be in the obviously the, the meeting rooms and talking to guys and being in the building but when a guy his presence isn't on the field it's it's a significant um this hole that you can't you can't feel um and it's it's really hard to describe but you know if you have a guy that you know you go into work every single with, day with right you know they're gonna show up and do their job and do it at a great level you feel really good when you're around them for some reason and when they're not there you notice that they're not there right yeah that's that's essentially what buddha is going to be like when he's not on the field because you still see him at at work every day see him at practice you hear his voice but then you show up on the field it's like hey man buddha ain't out here Right. And he's not you don't get his his playmaking ability. You don't maybe get those words of encouragement that he may give you when you're out on the field or maybe a check from play to play. Because I think people don't realize that this adjustments don't just happen when you come to the sideline. Right. You may get beat with a play and most teams will go right back to that same play. And Buddha's whispering, hey, hey, let's do it next time like this. Right. In the, in the middle of the play. Right. Or he his eyes, his vision before the snap, it comes out. Hey, alert. And that's that's what the play is. Right. And so you miss that aspect of of who he is, his intelligence, his uh, his ability to impact, and the way he makes you feel as a player, confident, right? If you a corner and you got Buda Baker behind you, you feel a little bit different than a, a guy that may be just getting off or you sign, right? Playing yeah. behind you, like, oh, okay, I don't know, I got to really lock down. It's more anxiety on you because I don't have Buda behind me. So all those little things add up to. I guess less effective play from a defense when you miss one of your star players that is of the same elk as, as a Buda Baker. Yeah, and one of the things I love about it as well, though, is Buda Baker just by going out on the field and playing like Buda Baker, 
running into the darkness, (laughs) just playing like Buddha Baker, immediately challenges you as a man standing there on the sideline. You might be the offense. You're out there. You're you're sitting there watching your defense playing, and Buddha's running into the darkness, just wailing people all over the place. That challenges you as a man to go out there and do your job the way he does his job. And if you're not doing it, why not? Yeah. Exactly. And then it, from an offensive standpoint, you're, the opponent you're playing, oh, that's one last dude I got to worry about. I feel comfortable now maybe running over the middle as a receiver because I'm not worried about this crazy dude who's going to try to run through me. <laughs> or as a running back hitting the hole, I don't have to worry about this crazy dude that may yep. come out of nowhere and jack me up. I mean, and from a, obviously a coordinator, okay, I don't have to worry about Buddha this week as far as the tag. Okay, we're, we're fine going there. All right, I don't have to worry. So you, it actually opens things up for – um, an opponent just feeling more comfortable in their willingness to do certain things where normally it's like, ah, oh, should we do it? You put that little bit of hesitation in their mind, which allows for the, obviously the Cardinal defense to make more plays. Right. Nothing like making Dallas more comfortable as they come into to Phoenix here. Um, this is Nick Rollis yesterday talking about one guy who they might lean on for some of the leadership at least. And that, of course, is Kaiser White. I don't think anyone's going to replace Buda Baker as a leader. I think guys are going to be themselves. And I think we have enough leaders throughout the defense defense that there's not going to be a void in leadership um but no one's hey you got to be buddha now until buddha no that's it's not that um guy i want guys to be themselves and and uh not try to be someone that they're not but i think we have a a a group of leaders and a group of just good teammates whether they look at themselves as leaders or not that will will be will be fine so i really played that cut just so i could ask you about kaiser white and oh, just yeah, what you've nice. seen from him yeah i mean i, that's I a like nice the way up. he plays the game too i mean he flies around yeah. i don't how big is he? he looks smaller on the field but he plays physical and big right just running around hitting cats uh going around blocks getting to the ball he always finds a way to get off blocks and get to the ball. And, I, and he just plays big in the middle. And, I, and I've really enjoyed watching him move around and fly around, too. I mean, even with the, you know, it was illegal, but the Sam Howell hit. Ooh, ooh yeah, okay, I yeah, know. all right, yeah. there we go, this there we go, okay. all right. It's West Virginia, and yeah, and he it's West Virginia. <laughs> and he consistently does it, you know, yeah. week in and week out. You know, <laughs> if through these first two weeks, it's just far as getting to the ball, being a physical presence. <laughs> And hunting up guys, and I, and I and I like that about him. He brings that demeanor of of dominance and physicality that you want from your middle linebacker. You know, one of the big things I thought happened in the second half of that Giants game to the defense was the defensive line. Yeah, the defensive line and the rotation of the defensive line, and especially when Carlos Watkins. Yeah, the, Carlos Watkins is he's this guy in two games right now. He he was being he was a starter to me the way he was playing. He was playing so well, I thought, yeah. for for this defensive line. And Carlos Watkins, when he went out of this game, and all of a sudden there were four guys in that rotation, you know how tough that it, is it gets as hard. a defensive line. And you could see it, I think, in that fourth Especially quarter. the Giants. They were leaning on them, too. I mean, yeah. they were running the ball, running the rock, and then they went to the play action more so than anything because the run was working so well. So they just kind of set them up. They started running a ton of like RPOs or run pass conflicts, as we call it, from a defensive perspective that allowed the Giants to kind of get into this rhythm. And because they were tired, they never was able to get any of those negative plays early to maybe get them out of Mm -hmm. that type of offense. And so to your point, that definitely you could tell as the game got deeper, the off the the line of scrimmage for the Cardinals started getting pushed back, 
in the wrong direction over time. Uh, just on, on Watkins, too, Jeremy Fowler tweeted out this morning, the bicep injury from week two is going to require surgery. Per source, could miss significant mm. time. So that's it's a bicep. Yeah. And today, yeah. when Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media, he was asked about that. Here this was. There's a report out about Carlos Watkins needing surgery. He could miss significant time. Can you comment on that? Yeah, just that. <laughs> hmm. Well, that, I was hoping he was going to shoot it down. No, he really I, did I, not. I hate that from that dude. Seriously, yeah. he's played so well, man. Him and LJ Collier are already out. You know, those are two guys you were, you were right. hoping maybe could could be something here. Um, Lucky Foto was playing so well too. Mm. So you 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 factor in the injuries on defense. You factor in it's Dallas and San Francisco coming to town. The, the one thing that I've really liked about the first two weeks was the attitude this defense plays with. Right. How do you keep that attitude going, even if these are both losses coming up? Because you're facing two really tough teams. Yeah. I mean, you're not going in thinking that, but it, but it, let's say they do. Let's say they go 0-2 and they're 0-4. Can they keep that attitude on defense? You can keep that mindset, right? That's a choice that you make when you show up to work every single day, regardless of what's going on around you. The hard part is, is at some point, right, the reality is if you keep getting deeper into the depth, right, because of injuries and guys who are just not ready to be out there, right, when you're losing games, it's hard to overcome. Like, man, we got to still be physical. We still got to show up. Yeah. We still got to do this. We don't have the talent, right? And that's hard to overcome. And so, again, it's going to go to the leadership. I know Dennis Gardeck is going to play the same way regardless, right? Kaiser White is going to play the same regardless. And that's where the leadership has to come into, regardless of whoever steps on this field. And regardless of whatever our circumstances look like on the scoreboard, who what are you representing? Who are you? Right? Are you is who you are predicated based on the scoreboard, or who is who we know you to be? And that's the type of thing you got to have. You got to respect a guy like a dentist, right? He calling you out on that. All right, I'm playing. I got to play hard, right? Because everybody doesn't innately have that about them. Oh yeah. But they got a couple of guys on that roster that can keep the team together long enough to maybe hopefully get some of the guys back, play well, and just always be reminded, right, you're representing something much bigger than than this scoreboard. You're representing yourself when you step on the field. Every every time I stepped out, I wanted guys to respect me and understand how I was going to bring it regardless. Regardless, yes. right? Because it's hard to win this league. So I can't I can't be predicated on wins or losses. I gotta I, I gotta play based on who I've been made to be, what I what Amen. I've cultivated, the investment that I've put in, right? I'm not gonna just waste that because of score, but I'm gonna still go out here, Amen. I'm gonna give you everything I got. You're gonna have to worry about me, right? You may still you may still win, but you're gonna know you played our team. <laughs> you're gonna feel it. Right, so and that's just the way you got to approach it, and that's that's what's so unique about football. I mean, you have to you have to be in that mindset regardless, or you end up getting hurt or embarrassed, right? And you don't never want to leave the field um, with that type of feeling. So, so would you play this game in an alley? Always, man. Alley? I mean, you, you, know, did you, you wanted to play hey, in front of the crowd, didn't you? Man, I, you know, it's a From couple Oakland. of guys. Yeah, Oakland, I, and I was around some just some some old school dudes you did that play played different, now. right? You know, so it didn't matter. Like I tore my bicep, I'm still out here playing. Not to say that his injury because you need surgery is different, right? Yeah, yeah. I got I got an axillary nerve. I'm still out here playing. I just I always felt compelled. I had to play regardless of what was going on with me. Regardless if we were, I've been on some three and thirteen teams. When a team walked off the field, they're going to say, man, that 97 or that 57 or whatever number I had on that time, whoo, right? And and that's just how I had to play if I wanted to be in this league. That was just my mentality and how I had to go about my business the way I was brought up. So, 
You have to, if you can embody that, especially good players, that's what Hall of Fame players are. They, but they just have more talent than I do, and they have that same mentality. But if you can embody that mentality, you can play in this league a long time because you actually do more losing than you do winning for the most part. Yeah. And if, but if you can embody, I'm gonna show up, be physical, I'm gonna be a professional, um, be a great teammate every single day. People can trust that. I can lean on you. I want you. I want you in my foxhole. I want you in that alley walking with me. And you can be extremely under talented compared to everybody else and playing this league double digit years if you choose to do that. This is Put why we have Joe in here. Oh, five, every, every week. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks a lot, man. We appreciate Always. it. Always.